Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm today's host, Andy Henyon, Communications Manager at the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. This is another milestone show for us, as we'll be bidding Director Zanetta Adams farewell from the MVAA and talking about her highly successful three and a half years at the helm of the agency. This agency has grown leaps and bounds since the summer of 2019, when Governor Whitmer appointed Zanetta Adams director. We've seen double-digit growth in the veterans we serve. We've established numerous programs and partnerships that have helped serve more veteran families. And we've addressed the stubborn problem of veteran suicide head-on through Director Adams' leadership and the governor's challenge to prevent suicide among veterans. Our guests for today are Sonetta Adams, Director of the MBAA, and Robert Neer, Deputy Director of the MBAA. Stick around. We've got a great show for you today. Welcome back. On today's show, we're going to talk about Director Adams' three and a half years as the head of the MBAA as we prepare to bid her farewell at the end of the month. I'm Andy Henyon, Communications Manager of the MBAA, and with me is Rebecca Himmelstein, my colleague on the communications team. Rebecca, thanks for helping me co-host today. Hey, Andy, thanks so much for having me host the show with you this week. So let's begin with a little history. I started with the MBAA in late 2018. The agency was the youngest and the smallest of the state departments and agencies, and frankly, we were a sleepy little agency. Well, fast forward about six months in the summer of 2019, and here comes Director Adams, an Army veteran and attorney who had been fighting for veterans' rights for years. Suddenly, we're no longer a sleepy little agency, but a feisty, ambitious little agency that is about to take on the persona of its feisty, ambitious new director. One of my first memories of Director Adams involved a short video we wanted to shoot with her for social media. It was around Halloween, and I remember Director Adams coming dressed for the video as her favorite Star Wars character. And I thought, here's a director who's not afraid to have fun in the workplace. Another early memory involved a video we wanted to shoot with Director Adams regarding veteran suicide. We spent the better part of a day filming a very serious video about Director Adams' personal story with suicide ideation after she was badly injured in the Army. She poured her heart out on camera. And I thought, here's a director who's not afraid to be vulnerable for a greater cause. As time, as time went on, I would come to learn that Director Adams was truly making it her mission to reach all 550,000 veterans in Michigan. She made appearance after appearance at events across the state, hundreds of events, both big and small, to try to get the word out about the benefits and resources that can help veterans and their families thrive. She was a one-person PR machine. Not only that, but Director Adams was an absolute idea factory. So many great ideas about better ways to reach veterans and better ways to serve them. Not all of her ideas came to fruition, but many did. For instance, we expanded our 1-800-MISHVET call center and veteran calls have more than doubled during her tenure. We established our first partnership coordinator position and the number of partnerships with like-minded veteran groups took off. We expanded outreach to underserved veteran populations, including tribal veterans and women veterans, with the admirable goal of reaching all veterans, regardless of era or background. 
we established our Check on My Vet program during the COVID pandemic to make sure we were reaching older and vulnerable veterans during that difficult time. So these are just a few of the successes we've experienced under Director Adams' tenure. Rebecca, what are your thoughts? Thanks so much, Andy. So I have been with the agency almost two years, and just in that time, I have seen the MBAA accomplish so much with Director Adams leading the way. You know, when I first started, I was really impressed by how involved she was in almost every aspect of the agency. She worked so hard to get our name out there and really amplify our messaging. And, you know, Andy, I think you said it best when you called Director a one-woman PR machine, you know, which really makes our jobs a lot easier from a communications and outreach perspective, right? And with Director Adams, there was never any barriers as to why something couldn't be done. Oftentimes, she was the one coming to us with ideas and always asking how she can be involved to get something done or what she can do to help. I know we talked a lot about Director Adams' professional accomplishments, but I also want to just take a minute to say how much of a pleasure it's been working with her. You know, before I even started at the agency, she reached out to me to welcome me. And within that first week, I was sitting with her just to chat. You know, she has always been so approachable. You can really come to her with anything. It has truly been a pleasure working under her leadership, and she is definitely going to be very missed. No doubt. Thanks, Rebecca. I have been truly impressed with Director Adams' willingness to team up with other state or local officials to help spread the word to veteran families about important issues or to get things done for veterans. For example, she teamed up with Attorney General Dana Nessel to film a video warning veterans about potential scams related to the Camp Lejeune drinking water settlement and the PACT Act. The MBA also partnered with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services to help help care providers in their battle against opioid overdose among veterans. And Director Adams led the charge to get an agreement signed between the MBAA and the National Legal Services Program that offers free legal representation for Michigan veterans and their families in appeals before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Oh, and I have another great example. Earlier this year, the ashes of Army veteran Master Sergeant Enrique Castro were found in a storage unit in Cadillac. And when Director Adams caught wind of it, she made it her personal mission to track down this man's next of kin and ensure a proper burial with military honors. And that meant working with the VA, National Cemetery Association, and the Michigan National Guard, who was able to find his family in Texas. So his ashes were sent there for a proper burial. But Director Adams first made sure he was honored in the Detroit Memorial Day Parade. And I think this really speaks to her character because she easily could have passed this off to someone else to work on. But she took it upon herself to make all of this happen and went above and beyond for this veteran to give him the recognition that he deserves. Thanks, Rebecca. Well, I would say our work under Director Adams definitely speaks for itself, but it's also been noticed and honored on a national level. In 2020, the agency won its fourth Abraham Lincoln Pillar of Excellence Award from the VA for our Veteran Friendly Schools Program. In 2021, Director Adams was named a Woman Veteran Trailblazer by the VA Center for Women Veterans for having a significant impact to improve challenges facing our veterans. And finally, in 2022, Director Adams was invited to the White House to brief the Biden administration on Michigan's successful efforts in serving veterans and their families. This is all great recognition, but in the end, I know for Director Adams and for the rest of us at the MBAA, it's all about how we can better serve our veteran families. So we have a great show today to talk about the last three and a half years at the MBAA under Director Adams. 
Don't go away. When, when we return, we'll talk to Director Adams and Deputy Director Robert Hume. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'd like to welcome to the show Director Adams and Robert Neer, Deputy Director of the MBAA. Thank you both for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us, Andy. So this is a special show for you, Director Adams, your final episode after hosting more than 100 of these shows. You really were a natural in this role. Can you talk to us about how much fun it was for you to both host and to get important information out to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I can't believe we hit 100 shows recently. And, you know, I just thought this was such a great vehicle to be able to share additional information with veterans under our no wrong door policy. And it really has been a blast. Um, for anyone, however, who thinks that producing and hosting a radio show is easy, it definitely is not. You know, finding guests and coming up with content that's that's going to be uh, critical and informational to the listeners that you know that keep coming back is important. But that was that was that was the intent. We wanted people to come back week after week to get the information that they needed so that they could utilize it or share it. And so it's been my absolute pleasure, and it definitely was not something I thought I would be doing going into this position for sure. No, but you handled it well. Two years of the show. Um, kudos to you for that. So let's go back to June 2019 when you were first appointed director of the MBA by Governor Whitmer. You were the first woman veteran ever appointed to a cabinet position in Michigan. What were your first impressions of the agency and where you wanted to take it? Well, you know, I think like everyone else, when you don't know what's going on, you have all these assumptions. You know, I, was, I, I wasn't seeing the MBAA out there in the community, um, I, you know, I thought, oh, there's some broken things. It, those are things and perceptions that you have before you get in and you find out where the barriers are. And so, um, you know, coming in in June 2019, I definitely came in with an open mind, but also came in with a mission of things that I hoped um, I could change and make better with one of them being, you know, how can we make people more aware of this great resource that's at our fingertips that, you know, is a state statewide resource. And so, um, I wanted to take it to the level where we talk about no wrong door. I wanted to make sure that every veteran all over the state um, had access to this resource so that we can break down those barriers and trying to get connected. Uh, you know, I, I always had this image in my mind of this uh, visual that we would use in, in our presentations where we had all these different phone lines and all these wires were crossing each other with a veteran trying to call in to these different resources. And then we had this, this, this image of just the veteran calling our resource and us kind of spreading it out to the different resources. And so that is really where I wanted to take it, where people knew that we were that resource that they could call and we can get them connected to everywhere else. That's a great point. And that resource is 1-800-MISHVET, 1-800-642-4838. So you made some changes in the organizational structure and personnel when you came in. Can you talk about the reasoning behind this as it related to your strategy at the MBAA? Absolutely. Um, I, I would say I didn't know that was going to be a strategy going in. That was not my intent. But, you know, looking at the fact that, you know, we had been in existence for um, six years at the time and um, we, we hadn't had any new line item administration dollars um, but we wanted to do more, I wanted to reach more, I had to look at the structure and say, how can we maximize the, the, 
the funding that we have now to increase the number of employees that we have so that we can actually increase, increase our outreach. And so that was the strategy behind the, the restructuring was to make sure that we had enough people in the right places to, to execute on the mission. And I think that we were able to do that. Indeed. Deputy Director Neer, you were brought on as the director's second in command not long after she took the reins of the agency. What were your impressions of the agency and how it needed to change to better uh, meet veterans' needs? Oh yeah, thanks Andy, I appreciate that. That's a good question. You know, I when I came in, um, we were very blessed to have a foundation to be able to incrementally build off of due to everybody that came before us and all of their impact. <clears throat> However, under Director, Leader, or Director Adams and her leadership, it was very clear early on that she was going to genuinely be interested in the betterment and the welfare of every veteran in our state. Um, and that followed with all of the programming changes, not just um, positional staff changes, but programming changes to hitting you know the first global pandemic in uh, a century and still being the, one of the most effective agencies um, when it comes to the data and building relationships uh, to forward our veterans missions in our state. So it's been just a wonderful uh, opportunity to work with you, Director Adams, and um, it's been very, uh, it's been great. We'll, we'll say that. Well, you know, thanks, Robert. And I would um, add to that, you know, you make an excellent point that the foundation was there, Andy, and, you know, the directors that have come before me, they all had their missions. One was to stand up the agency from nothing. So, um, you know, a lot of the, the things that were put in place that we were able to build on were there already, you know, and the second director, you know, his mission was to make sure that the homes were intact, which, you know, the homes are no longer under the MDAA now um, through uh, legislative changes, but um, it was, that was the mission and that was accomplished as well. So I think, you know, we've all done what we set out to accomplish. And, you know, the beauty of it is, is that, you know, each, each person that comes in can continue to build on the work that's been done previously. Those are excellent points. And, and another one was that uh, dep the deputy director um, raised was the uh, COVID, right? So from my perspective, I don't think this agency missed a beat during the COVID pandemic. I mean, we immediately put our heads together and thought, okay, how can we serve veterans during this difficult time? And we did, right? So we did a number of, of programs and efforts and initiatives to make sure we were still reaching those veterans, especially some of those vulnerable veterans and, and get, get them what they needed. So that kind of brings us right into our next um, topic here. And that's the, uh, our resource service center, the bread and butter of our agency, the 1-800-MISHVET call center. It was established as the first statewide call center of its kind to provide 24 hour a day customer service to veterans and their families. Director Adams, you, I think you saw that call center could even be more productive and useful to veterans when you came in. Can you talk to us about how it was expanded and the results? Absolutely. So we, um, we were able to take some of that, uh, those dollars from the restructuring and put that into additional staff members. Um, we were able to expand the hours that veterans could reach um, the call center. Um, actually, the call center text before it was transferred over to 211. Um, they were responsible, the resource center, for um, the, the check on my vet inquiry. So people called in or emailed or you know, sent a message regarding check on my vet. They were the ones that were responsible for that. Um, you know, even through the partnership that, you know, I know Robert, uh, Deputy Near worked on tirelessly with DHH to really um, make sure we're getting information when people are applying for Medicaid and Medicare. 
so that we can share information to them that could help them um, and, and maybe even provide, put some income into their pockets as well. So the resource center was responsible for follow-up on those calls and all of that. And, you know, looking forward, you know, with the governor's challenge on suicide prevention, you know, the resource center will also be adding those community health technicians, which will do further, um, they will actually expand on case management and do more uh, suicide prevention screening so that we can even be more robust. So it's, it really has been an exciting time of growth at the MBA. Indeed, it, you know, it's, it's clear to me from working with both of you, Director Adams and Deputy Director Neer, that you both place a big emphasis on customer service, on serving our veterans and veteran stakeholders with respect and compassion. I mean, you, you both were veterans, so you, you get it. I mean, can, you talk up, can you talk to us about your philosophy when it comes to veteran service and advocacy and why that's important for this population? You know, it's important because, as you mentioned, both of us are veterans. And so, you know, I'm leaving at the end of this this month um, and I'm still going to be a veteran in this state. So making sure that, you know, if I need something or I need to connect veterans that I come in contact with, with an agency or a group that's working on behalf of veterans that I can trust, that's that's super important. And it's important that we serve all veteran populations. You know, it's important that we serve our underserved veteran populations and that we're reaching out to those who may not reach out, those people who may not identify as veterans, those people who, and that may be women veterans, that may be tribal veterans, maybe they don't know where to go. And so it, it really is important that we, we bring together all of the resources to one table so that we can have this robust system that takes the strain off of reaching out for help. Excellent. Well, thank you both for your insight on this segment of the show. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about the need for partnerships with veteran stakeholders and more after this on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, we're talking to MBA Director Zanetta Adams and Deputy Director Robert Neer. In the last segment, we talked a bit about Director Adams changing MBA's organizational structure when she became director in 2019. A key part of that was creating the agency's first partnership coordinator, coordinator position. Director Adams, can you tell us about the need for that position at the time? Absolutely. Um, you know, partnerships and stakeholder engagement is critical, um, especially when you're, you know, dealing with the 11th largest veteran population in the state. And so, you know, we are a small agency, as you mentioned earlier, and, you know, with all of us doing our jobs, we can't be in multiple places at once. You know, I, I had this plan to uh, go wherever the veterans were and to be wherever the veterans were as much as I could. And so in those engagements, I was meeting with people and we were opening doors to conversation, whether it be with state departments or federal agencies and the like. Um, but it's critical that once you open a door and it's a, it's a good door for veterans that we keep that door open. And so that position was meant to, you know, help to open doors as well, but also to keep those doors open, to keep that communication going, to have that central contact point for stakeholders where they can ask questions, they can receive feedback, they can um, find out, you know, how we can better partner. And so, you know, Ryan did an excellent job of that during his time, especially as the first, he was able to kind of make that position his own um, and looking forward to, you know, uh, seeing what that looks like going forward in the future. 
Thanks, Director. And I agree. I think Ryan did a, a, a great job in creating a solid baseline for that position as the first partnership coordinator. Alan Dow, a Navy veteran, was recently named our new partnership coordinator. Deputy Director Neer, can you talk a bit about Alan and his role going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, under Director Adams, under your vision, it was uh, awesome to see that you prioritized all these service organizations and anybody who served veterans in our community. And that's really the primary focus of that stakeholder uh, engagement and partnership coordinator. You know, his, his position moving forward is going to be the same mission that it's always been um, to continue to enhance connectivity for service organizations, whoever that is, or providers who serve veterans, um, but also making trying as hard as he possibly can to make every veteran have a better experience with whatever service organization that they work with. And that's through information sharing um, by partnering with their stakeholders and every single person out there serving and seeing veterans. Yes, thank you. And just to reiterate, the, the new partnership coordinator, Alan Dow, um, you can find him on our website or you can call 1-800-MISHFAT and get connected with him if you have questions about how he can help you and, and your, your group move forward in the, in the veteran space. So creating partnerships was just one piece of a larger strategy to expand outreach to veteran stakeholders and veterans themselves. Director Adams, you also made it a point to get out personally as director and speak at events. As someone who helped coordinate and provide messaging for your appearances, I can personally vouch that you never met a public appearance you didn't like if it meant reaching veterans. Tell us about your motivations here and some of the many events you may have spoken at. Um, again, I think it's, it's that no wrongdoer policy. And we know not everyone's calling a phone number. We know not everyone is reading the text or going on social media. And so how can I get in, in front of people? And I think here's the other piece. Um, sometimes we forget about the families and the families are a great, um, a great way to reach the veterans. And so going to these events, whether it was um, the listening tours that we did in 2019 or the virtual events that we did in 20 and 21, you know, um, from speaking at the Detroit Chamber to, to you know, just a number of different places, um, we were reaching family members, we were reaching dependents, we were reaching veterans in all of those spaces, and we were reaching people who serve veterans. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, when people were doing business, when people were uh, going to work out, when people were going to the grocery store, that they had on their mind, you know, how can I, I help a veteran with a resource? How can I share the information I just learned at this presentation I just saw with another person? And so that was part of my motivation about it. And it's never been about me. It's always been about how can we get more information out to the most number of people? Yep. That's, that's been very clear to me, and I think all of us at the MBAA, your um, dedication to getting that word out um, is very admirable. Another way to reach veterans is through marketing and advertising. Um, Director Adams, you've shown a real interest in talent for public relations. In fact, I think you had mentioned to me at some point that you were interested in communications as a career at some point. Yeah, so, you know, when I was in college, my, when I first started college, I had a double major. I was a major in uh, pre-law and journalism. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I could take my skills from journalism to be a better writer when I became a lawyer. And, uh, you know, when I transferred schools, I never finished my, my uh, major in journalism. But, you know, I learned some great uh, speaking skills. But also, I think, you know, communication comes naturally to me and people talk to me about, um, you know, what, you know, what is, 
what is what is your strength? You know, I would say my superpower is communication. And so why not utilize it to really get out there and see how we can focus? And again, you know, we serve a varied population of age, gender, you know, race here in the state of Michigan. And we cannot have a one-sided approach to how we reach them. You know, some people respond to the mailers that we send out. Some people respond to the, the, the social media posts that we have. Some people respond to the calls that they receive from Check on My Vet. Um, or emails. So, but they don't all, and the radio show, right? But they don't all respond the same. And so we need to be continue to think outside the box as to how we can reach the veterans from, from rural Michigan all the way down to Detroit. Great points. So let's dig, in, dig into that a little bit more, where, where some of your marketing ideas um, came from. From our branded postcards, as you mentioned, to veterans, to our advertising campaigns focusing on veteran, uh, Vietnam veterans and other veteran populations, to our slogan of lean on us. I mean, we've had a nice run in the past three and a half years in spreading the word about the MBA and the services we provide. As a communications manager, I'd like to take credit for these ideas, but the truth is they were yours, Director Adams. Tell us about where some of these ideas came from and the importance of good marketing. I'm going to be honest, like a lot of it just, you know, I would be places and because I was out, I would see things and I'm like, wow, how could it reach this population? For example, I remember when I spoke with you and Andrew um, on the comms team about, um, you know, doctor's office visits. I have been at the dentist and I'm sitting around waiting and I was thinking about, well, I don't see anything about veterans here, but I came to this dentist office through the VA at, at, at some point. Initially, that's how I was introduced to this this dentist office and it wouldn't be great these people are already veteran friendly they're receiving you know payments and and have uh, and fee schedules from the VA how can we make them more veteran friendly and so this idea of a table tent card that could sit at a reception desk or things like that was really the spark of our Michigan veteran connector initiative and so it's just being out in the places and and seeing where the gaps are and that's where a lot of these ideas have come from Yep, and I, you know, I think it's important uh, and um, a great approach to think out of the box with some of these ideas because I think the tendency can be, well, let's sit back and wait and see what the VA does, right? Or let's sit back and wait on some guidance from above, whether that's the governor's office or whomever. Um, but why not drive these things ourselves when we're out in the community? I mean, we're we're veterans. We, you know, we've been in those dentist chairs before. We've We've been in positions where we're not getting the information we need. So, so why why not why not pursue that ourselves? So I I really admired that in 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 your approach. No, thank you. And I you know, it's just I I will I will say that you know I I was in this position for such such a time as this. And so the ideas that came from watching you all and and knowing that you could implement them. And I do appreciate over the years the the pushback and the feedback. All right, okay, maybe we won't we won't want to do this one right now, um, or maybe you know we're not a, we have too much capacity right now. And so I know I brought a lot of ideas, and like you said, not all of them came to fruition. But you know, uh, as Rebecca said earlier, I, I've always been about you know, no is not a good answer. Maybe not right now, not without funding, not in this space. But let's see how we can get things done. Thank you for that. So we'll be right back to talk about veteran suicide prevention and more on the veteran's perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're talking to MBAA Director Zanetta Adams and Deputy Director Robert Neer. So we've talked about quite a few initiatives, initiatives at the MBAA designed to better serve veterans. But now let's turn to our attention to the most important issue of all, suicide prevention. Director Adams, why have you been active in guiding the agency to focus on veteran suicide? You know, I, I believe that one, um, suicide prevention should be a part of everything that we do. When a veteran's calling in to get their DD-214, we don't know what state of mind they may be in. When they're calling in um, to get attached to a resource, maybe financial, housing, et cetera, um, they're dealing with something, they're dealing with a crisis. And we know that all of those things in, impacted by other things can lead to um, suicidal ideations. And so it's really important that it is the main focus of what we do and then everything else kind of surrounds around that so that we can save lives through our actions. Um, it's also important to me because when I was struggling with my suicidal ideations, I didn't feel like I had enough of the right resources around me. Um, and so uh, this, is a, this is a personal, this was a personal mission for me. Yes, yes, indeed. Tell us about some of the initiatives targeted toward veteran suicide at the MBAA. So um, we took on in 2020 um, the governor's suicide, um, the governor's challenge on suicide prevention. And so through that, we have multiple stakeholders connecting and coming up with ideas under a three-pronged approach, you know, identifying service members, veterans, and their families, you know, improving care transitions, and then looking at lethal means safety. And um, through that, with that first identifying service members, veterans, and their families, we had this Michigan Veteran Connector Initiative. Um, and so that's where we really are. You know, we talked about those table tent cards, where it's really about us reaching businesses and companies that serve veterans, but are not necessarily veteran specific, because we know not every veteran is utilizing the VA to get them the resources and information that they need. And, you know, it's really been important. We talked about partnership building, and we talked about being out there. We talked about federal um, partnerships, and it was really critical for me to go to D.C., to meet these folks, to, to advocate for Michigan so that Michigan can be on the priority list when they're talking about how can we bring a dental pilot, how can we bring, um, you know, more facility infrastructure, that they have Michigan at the forefront of their minds to put these things there. So it really has been strategic in, in making sure that we are engaging with people at all levels to bring that funding, and I, I think that that was a big component of us um, being able to apply for the, the Sergeant Gordon Parker Fox grant, I might have said it wrong, which is for suicide prevention and through that partnership with the VA. And, you know, Robert, he can talk a little bit more about what that is, but it was important to, to keep, you know, sending emails saying, hey, can states apply? Can states apply? Can states apply? I think they got sick of me. So finally, they were like, yeah, states can apply. And so we applied. And, and for the first time, we received funding. And Robert, can you tell a little bit about that and, and, and how long that funding can potentially go for? And, you know, I don't know, it's, it's really exciting to me. Yeah, thanks, Director. I, that's uh, an awesome initiative. So the Staff Sergeant Parker Gordon Fox grant is um, to honor um, his service um, by helping prevent um, suicide um, or death by suicide. Uh, and it's a grant that we received and it's for the next three years, um, application period every year. And through that, what we'll be doing is utilizing those funds um, to improve connectivity of veterans um, to the resources that are out there. So we know that veterans who aren't connected um, to whatever it is that they're dealing with or struggling through at that time period um, have a higher 
tendency to consider or have ideation. So our goal is to build trust in the veteran community um, by encouraging those other organizations that uh, are out there serving veterans and resources by encouraging them to have swift service, to have um, good service and to be trustworthy. And that's just one of the initiatives, but mainly it's um, to support staffing inside of our agency um, to make sure that we are uh, connecting veterans with warm handoffs and providing some level of case management. So yeah, thanks, ma'am. Well, and I, I think what's exciting too, and you advocated for this one, Robert, um, was the ability to actually get receive more data so that we actually know the, the number of veterans we truly have in the state um, and those who, who may need the resources. But also, you know, this is $750,000 a year for up, for up to the next three years. So 2.25, I believe it is, over a three-year period. And that's huge. That's, that's a huge amount of money that can go towards the comms plan of, of really reaching more folks as well as um, the, the staff. And so um, I, I'm really excited to see what happens, you know, after I'm gone on, on how we raise awareness uh, more effectively on suicide prevention. Important projects for sure. <clears throat> Director Adams, let's step back now if we could and take a look at your three and a half years at the MBAA. What do you see as your most significant accomplishments? Um, I would say, so from everyone, I, I would say most of the people that I run into across the state have run into across the state. One of the things that they said to me, and even as I'm, you know, having my farewell uh, conversation, is that we've really elevated the agency to the premier resource. I think I think I knew that. I don't want to say that we've arrived, but I think I knew that we were on to something when, you know, I, I would often follow a lot of um, veteran Michigan veteran organizations on Facebook and social media, and you know, I started to see a trend probably about year and a half, two years in where when people were reaching out for resources, they didn't usually mention MBAA before. But then it started to be like, call 1-800-MICHVET, call MBAA, call 1-800-MICHVET. And I started to see that more and more. And I was like, we're getting out there. People are seeing us and they're calling us. And you could see that by the increase of, you know, what, 28,000 plus folks who called in last year. So I would say the fact that we've reached more veterans, we've brought more money into the state, through the economic impact that the VA compensation and pension dollars have made. And we've, we've increased partnerships through all of the outreach. To me, that's a huge accomplishment. I agree. What was your most fun part of the job? You know, I, I was just telling someone the other day, I, I had fun in this job. And I think it was just the engagements and the interactions. Um, I met so many different veterans from so many different eras. I mean, I, I met a hundred year old, 106 year old, I think she was, veteran who was she was she was fiery I loved it but I got to meet and see some places and and hear the stories of veterans that really impacted me and changed how I thought about how we were going to do the work here and for me that was fun because this is I will say this is my wheelhouse this is my passion this is who I am I'm, I'm going to be a veteran and so and I'm an advocate so partnering those things together it makes it easy to get up in the morning and go to work and what was your most challenging part of the job, other than dealing with the comms department, of course? I would say dealing with people. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, it's always, um, you know, sometimes you have you have people who just don't like you, and that's okay. And so um, being able to to keep my brave face on and not take my earrings off and say, look, I'm ready to, to go head to head with you. 
was, I think that was challenging. Um, but you know what? I learned a lot through that process as well. I learned, I learned a lot about grace and patience. And, and, and people are angry and frustrated about many different things. And it's not always about you, but sometimes it's directed at you. So getting to that, um, you can overcome the challenges. Sure. Last question. I want to, people want to know, where do you go from here? So, yeah, that's the big question. You know, I am still working on that. I have, I have a lot of opportunities, so I, I definitely will share that with you all. And I'm sure it'll be posted on social media or something at some point. But um, I will say this. It has truly been my honor to serve in this capacity. I don't take it for granted. I never took it for granted. And it's been my honor to serve with all of you, Rebecca, Andy, you know, Robert, and, and the rest of the MBAA team. Um, I will definitely miss you all, but I will be keeping track of you as well. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today, um, Deputy Director Nier and Director Adams. I thank you both for your service and for your service to our fellow veterans. Director Adams, thank you as well for your leadership during your time at MBAA and good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you. I know we covered a lot of information today, but don't forget, all of our shows can be downloaded as a podcast from wjr.com slash Veterans Perspective. If you have any questions about any of the information we discussed today, please give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. And finally, if you are struggling or need someone to talk to, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 988 and press 1.